John's Gospel. Modern scripture scholars have done that thorough study of this gospel, and their studies convince them that the beloved disciple was not John the Apostle. Instead, eminent scholars like Raymond Brown tell us that the disciple Jesus loved was an actual disciple who lived and died in the midst of the Johannine community, a person who caught so completely the love of Jesus that he was the inspiration at the heart of that community. This person's real name was never handed down because how could that identity be more important than his real identity, that Jesus loved him? That's why the gospel never gave him a name or a different identity. What could be greater than the name and identity Jesus himself gave this disciple? As the early Christian community reflected on this, they came to realize that this is the name, the title, the identity Jesus gives to all of us who are baptized into his life. All of us now have the capacity to become beloved disciples, the ones Jesus loves. And so, when they looked on this original disciple, they saw a beautiful living image of who they were called to be and become. That's an additional reason why the gospel writer gave him no other name. He wants us to find ourselves in this disciple, for us to become the beloved disciple of John's gospel, for us to discover our deepest identity and importance where this disciple found his. This is hard for us to grasp. Each of us gets so caught up in our name and the identity that comes from that. I hope, for example, that people know I am Dan Crosby. I'm not Pat Crosby or Mike Crosby or Jerry Crosby. I'm Dan Crosby. But if our deepest identity is that we are loved by Jesus. What difference does it make if the world knows our name or not? We also get so caught up in what we've done or accomplished. Yet in all the passages about the beloved disciple, John tells us nothing about what this disciple accomplished. He simply lived out the love of Jesus in his community every day of his life. What other accomplishment can be more important than that? So what difference does it make if we have or have not piled up a whole list of other so-called accomplishments? 
Is that how we want the world to remember us? Finally, in a world that gets so caught up with health and vitality, what difference does it make if we are young or old, extremely active, or confined to a wheelchair? If our deepest identity is to simply open ourselves to Jesus' love for us and to share that with others, what difference does it make how old we are or how healthy or infirm we are, whether we are men or women? These reflections on the beloved disciple are important then for all of us, no matter who we are, what we do, or how young or old we are. The identity of the beloved disciple is the identity we're called to have.